0: chapter twenty four of memoir of washington irving by charles adams this librivox recording is in the public domain memoir of washington irving by charles adams chapter twenty four about this time mr irving's london publisher mr murray proposed to him the editorship of a new monthly magazine which he was intending to publish and offered him a salary of five thousand dollars besides a liberal compensation for any original articles of his own which he might be inclined to furnish mr murray also offered him one hundred guineas per article for any contributions to the quarterly review both of these offers were declined the former for the reason that he was unwilling to enter into any permanent engagements that would prevent him from returning to his native country which he was now longing to do and he declined the offer for the review articles owing to its hostility to the united states about the first of november irving returned to seville where he shortly received a letter from his brother peter at london notifying him that some one in the united states was preparing an abridgment of his history of columbus and urging him to forestall this undertaking and himself to provide immediately such an abridgment realizing the importance of this matter he at once entered upon the work and completed it in nineteen days making a book of about four hundred pages a number of hands were employed in copying the manuscript and in a little more than a month from the day of commencing it the work was on its way to america he also forwarded a manuscript copy to his london publisher as a gratuity who at once disposed of an entire edition of ten thousand copies as one of the volumes of his family library at new york the abridgment was disposed of to the purchaser of the first unabridged edition and the right of printing a second edition of the latter together with the abridgment for five years was sold to the same purchaser for six thousand dollars shortly after irving's return to seville he received news of the death of mr hall who had been his fellow-lodger for the six months past and to whom he had become very much attached, and whose death he very sincerely mourned. It is a long while, he writes to a friend, since I have lived in such domestic intimacy with any one but my brother. I could not have thought that a mere stranger, in so short a space of time, could have taken such a hold upon my feelings. In reviewing, at its close, the year 1828, Mr. Irving speaks of it as a year of much literary application, and one of the most tranquil of his life the success of his columbus had been greater than anticipated and had given him hopes of executing something of greater permanence than what he could reasonably expect for his works of mere imagination and he looked toward the future with a cheerful heart especially as he was now anticipating a speedy return to his native country at the commencement of the year eighteen twenty nine mr irving was honoured with a diploma as corresponding member of the royal academy of history at madrid during the winter and beyond he seems to be again resting upon his laurels there is not much moving of his pen and no important undertaking is on hand his correspondence indicates a longing for home while yet he feels that the time to return has not yet arrived he anticipates that a season of dissipation will inevitably follow his return when he would not for some time be able to resume any important literary labor hence he is anxious to have some such enterprise in progress so far that it can be carried forward in spite of any slight diversions or interruptions nor does he seem in readiness to leave spain a country which together with its people had for irving a special attraction thus in a letter to his friend prince dolgoruki he writes i feel so attached to spain that the thoughts of soon leaving it are extremely painful to me and it will be gratifying to me to take a farewell view of some of its finest scenes in company with one who knows how to appreciate this noble country and noble people as may be inferred from the above extract the two gentlemen had planned an excursion together to some of the more interesting cities of spain and about the middle of april eighteen twenty nine the prince arrives at seville from madrid on may day the two travellers set off together on horseback for granada when after a pleasant journey of five days they arrive safely after a twelve days sojourn at a hotel they change their quarters for the governor's vacant apartments in the palace of the alhambra here as may well be supposed mr irving was in his element and was accommodated in accordance with his heart's best wishes it appears that they had obtained permission from the governor to occupy one or two of his own apartments and you may easily imagine he writes to his brother peter how delightfully we are lodged with the whole pile at our command to ramble over its halls and courts at all hours of day and night without control the part we inhabit is intended for the governor's quarters but he prefers at present residing down in the city we have an excellent old dame and her good-humoured bright-eyed niece who have charge of the alhambra who arrange our rooms meals etc with the assistance of a tall servant-boy and thus we live quietly snugly and without any restraint elevated above the world and its troubles in a few days prince Dolgoruki sets off to pursue his travels through andalusia and irving seems to have been left in sole possession of the palace he writes of feeling at first somewhat lonely and doleful for a time the weather was wet and cold and there was a cheerless aspect around those marble and lofty halls but pleasant weather and balmy sunshine came at length and restored all the charms of the alhambra soon also he is again at work among his books and manuscripts and becomes busy and cheerful i breakfast says he in the saloons of the ambassadors or among the flowers and fountains of the court of the lions and when i am not occupied with my pen i lounge with my book about these oriental apartments or stroll about the courts and gardens and arcades by day or night with no one to interrupt me it absolutely appears to me like a dream or as if i am spellbound in some fairy palace on the tenth of june irving finished his work entitled legends of the conquest of spain a production which was not published till several years afterward about the same time he received notice of his appointment as secretary of legation to london a piece of intelligence which seems to have given him but little pleasure as such an office would probably interfere very seriously with all his literary plans i confess he writes to a friend i feel extremely reluctant to give up my quiet and independent mode of life and i am excessively perplexed there are many private reasons that urge me on independent of the wishes of my friends while my antipathy to the bustle there and the busyness of the world incline me to hold back i only regret that i have not been left entirely alone to dream away life in my own way the appointment as may well be guessed was brought about through the agency of certain friends at home and on his part was neither sought for nor desired he was now entirely absorbed in literary plans and enterprises and in this line of effort he had settled down as to his life-work and deprecated every interference with it for any extraneous purpose after deciding to accept the appointment he determined however that should he find the office irksome in any respect or detrimental to his literary plans he would at once throw it up being happily independent of it both as to circumstances and as to ambition sentiments entirely similar he expresses to mr everett alleging that the office was unsought whether by himself or his relatives that he had no inclination for office and was doubtful that he had any turn for it that his reclusive literary life had well-nigh unfitted him for worldly business and bustle and he had no political ambition to be gratified he seems to have accepted the office more to please his friends than himself determined however that as the place was unsought and undesired by him so in accepting it he would commit himself to no set of men or measures but as heretofore keep himself as clear as possible of all party politics and continue to devote all his spare time to general literature End of chapter twenty four recording by maria casper